Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Evan. And my name is Alex, and I'm coming in hot today. What, <laughs> oh, what the fuck <laughs> is this movie that we're about to cover today? Yeah. Holy, okay, let me, ah, take it back just a little. Okay, yeah. we're going to cover Apple TV's first animated movie, and it's called Luck. And let me tell you, the audience is in luck. Me and Evan watched this movie so you don't have to. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, how are you, Evan? Wait, let's start with that. Maybe take it back even further. How are you doing? How Everything good with you? Everything's good. You know, I feel like we've made some lucky picks in the past going off of just short plot synopses and... We got lucky with Chip and Dale. That was a great movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I'd seen Lightyear some of the marketing. Lightyear was a good one, too. Lightyear was good. I'd seen some of the marketing for this. Apple's involved in the production of this. This is their first animated movie. We trust Apple with everything. Yeah. <laughs> they had marketing for this movie on Apple.com for like iPhones and MacBooks. Where the characters were popping out and dancing around the website. <laughs> but as luck would have it, this pick absolutely fucking sucked. Um, wow. Okay. Let's yeah. just take it through. So Evan wanted to watch this, and he he gave me good reasons why Apple TV puts out great products. You know, mm-hmm. people love Ted Lasso. People love Severance, The Morning Show. So when I heard they had an animated movie, I was like, oh, okay. I, that Yeah, that sounds good. So I went in blind. I knew mm-hmm. zero about the movie, Evan. So when it starts off about an orphan aging out of an orphanage, I was like, oh, shit, this could be interesting. And uh-huh. man, did this shit take a left turn. God damn. <laughs> I also went in with a zero knowledge basis. We were kind of scrambling for a pick last minute, and I thought it couldn't be that bad, right? But I was I thought wrong. Apple um, TV made Coda. Coda won so many awards. Like That's true. They make good stuff. I trusted you, Apple. I trusted you. Ready for this? Here's the thing is I wouldn't even show this to a kid. Do you think kids? I, I don't think children have, would have a whole lot of interest in this movie. No one past the age of five. I think that's like yeah, where 100%. the entertainment value tops out. Uh, Talking so this cat, ha ha ha. Like <laughs> that, you need to be on that level of entertainment. So this movie started out under Three Paramount in. <laughs> Animation. <laughs> yeah, this movie started out under Paramount Animation. Some behind-the-scenes fuckery, and it got abandoned. Paramount owns Nickelodeon, and they put out animated movies now and then that no one's ever heard of or ever watches yeah. or ever hears They'd of be considered like straight-to-DVD movies yes. nowadays. Okay, let's... Um... Before we get into like why it's so bad, let's like get into some of the things that drew us to the movie. Mm-hmm. We've covered Apple. We trust Apple with our laptops, our phones, everything humanly possible. We mm-hmm. were like, let's trust them with our animation. <laughs> okay, but then the voice cast is pretty good. The star, uh, her name is Sam, and she is played by Eva, and I'm going to mispronounce this. Noblezada, who's a Broadway star. Oh, Great star. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Not some no nothing, you know, up and coming star. I was like, ooh, yeah, okay, Apple, I see you. The number two in the movie, Simon Pegg. How, Love him. Wh- 
Love him. I was like, you got a veteran. You have an up-and-comer. I was like, this has the makings of a, a good animated film. Jane Fonda is in the Jane movie. Fonda. Jane Fonda. Yeah. Re- renowned actress. Uh, yeah. Little Rel. Everyone loves Little Rel from Get Out. Also from uh, um, the movie I actually know him better from is... Um, Oh my god, it's called Vacation Friends with John Cena. It's like a dumb comedy, but it's pretty it, it made me laugh a couple times. But, um, I can't say I've ever star. heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I looked at the I looked at the voice cast and I was like, mm-hmm. "Hell yeah. I'm on board. Let's do this." Whoopi Goldberg also has yeah. a, a smallish role. Flula Borg uh is kind no. of more niche, but he's in Suicide Squad. He's the javelin oh. guy. He's in oh, Chippendale. Okay. He's the snake. He's the the unicorn with oh, the oh, I know he's the accent. unicorn in this. He had the thick accent yeah. and the mustache. John Ratzenberger, which I know he's done a lot of voicing for Pixar in the past. Not a lot. His thing is he's in every Pixar movie. Okay, yeah, it's different. I think it's and different. So, yes, it is different. And so this is another interesting bit of trivia about this movie mm. is the black cloud that hangs over this sh- shitty movie is that. <laughs> It's headed up by John Lasseter, a former head of animation at Pixar. And then Mm -hmm. I I think eventually he oversaw all of Disney animation in 2017, was ousted because of sexual Mm -hmm. harassment allegations, uh, which, valid, get him the fuck out of there. But for whatever reason... Why did John Ratzenberg follow him? (laughs) It's like, I'll go with the captain. So he's ousted in, I think, 2017. This that's about when this movie was starting to get put together, and so like shortly thereafter, he was brought on to help this. Like this is his first project since that. Is this in theaters? I think I saw this was in like select theaters right now. And I hope holy that. shit, would I be pissed if yeah. I went and saw this in a theater? Or right for this, I always put myself because some of the things we watch, uh-huh. we are we are not the key demo. That's and that's yeah. fair. So I'll put myself in the shoes of, like, a parent or or sometimes, like, a child. Like, do I think I'd enjoy this? And I'll be honest, no to both of those. Like you said, (laughs) if I was 10, 11, 12, I'd be like, that was kind of a lame movie. And if I was a parent, I'd be like, wow, I wanted to sleep through all of that. I mean, if you can't tell, this may be one of our shorter (laughs) reviews. We're done. (laughs) Podcast over. No, we're going to get into why it's so bad, like, beat for beat. First Uh off, I'm just going to start right at the beginning. The animation. Yes. Nikki came out halfway through the movie. I was watching it really early this morning, and she woke up, and mm-hmm. she came out, and, well, she said something really funny to start. She goes, wow, that cat's huge, because it was standing next to the leprechauns. So she, mm-hmm. she didn't have an understanding of She thought they were just humans. She's like, that's a big cat. And I was like, uh. And I was like, oh, they're leprechauns. Um, yeah. So that was funny. But then she goes, this animation looks like it's from the Barbie movie, like the old Barbie. Yes, did, dude. Did you have the same feeling, the same thought? Yes. I mean, the writing of all of it, this yeah. felt like a fucking Barbie movie yeah. and not the one with uh, Ryan not, Gosling not, and Margot Robbie that's coming not, out. This felt like the one. straight to DVD Barbie movies. Yeah. That's a, man, mm. shout out Nikki for that one. Yeah. Even the dialogue at times, she would be in the kitchen and she would just start repeating random, we have to get you home, Sam. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. And uh-huh. it had nuggets of what uh-huh. could have been yes. good. Especially and I think early that's, on. Yes. And I think that was my biggest problem is yeah. because you undersold it. Evan goes, Evan texted me last night. He goes, I'm 30 minutes in. I don't, uh, maybe we need to pick something else. <laughs> and I was like, 
I was like, I mean, your call. I haven't seen any of it yet. And he was like, I'm gonna finish it. Let's. He goes, let's do it. He goes, we could, we could, you know, uh, talk about it honestly. Because most of the time, we we come on here, and I this is my recommendation. Can't recommend this movie enough. If you haven't watched <laughs> it, you need to go do it right now. This one, yeah. wow, exact opposite. Stay fucking away. I almost got a free trial of Apple TV for this movie, and I would have shit myself out of pure <laughs> anger. So, yeah, so you, you borrowed my login. Thank you. Uh, sorry, Apple. Yeah, don't but tell Apple. <laughs> was this your first piece of uh, Apple TV media mm. that you watched? Yes, it was. I apologize. That's okay. Please I've heard, go I'm, I'm going to stick. Yeah, this. I've heard of Severance. I've heard of Ted Lasso. We've been trying to time our free trial properly so we can like get a big chunk of them in but uh this works we're gonna uh, before we log out we are for sure gonna watch both those shows and oh, yeah. ready for this my first piece of apple media the user interface uh was good i liked it i think that's an important part of streaming for me now yeah. so I i'm gonna start rating and recommending how i, I think these streaming services are doing <laughs> i um really enjoyed their interface you know that's one uh -huh. thing apple is actually pretty good at usually compared to some of these other long-standing fucking streaming services <laughs> cough cough amazon i know you have the money to make that better do it <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, before we go further, maybe we should, like, just set the scene. Like, what's the general plot? Yeah. Yeah. You want to so, start? Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I'll start. Yeah, it's bad. I remember. I just watched it. I'm thinking I about it. So, the beginning of this movie. <laughs> ready? Okay. Sam is an 18-year-old girl. It could be a boy or a girl name. Uh, living mm -hmm. in a orphanage and she has aged out of the orphanage they are going to get her her own apartment a new job and she started the, the movie starts off they're making a music video i don't even like what the fuck was this Stop. they were making like a tiktok or something i think they were making a tiktok you're right yeah that's like it's supposed to be what it's like emblematic of and so the young girl it's bad it's bad i don't remember the young girl's name but she's got this young girl who uh -huh. um Sam is projecting all of her hopes, wants, and desires of getting adopted onto this younger orphan. She is. She's projecting so hard. The little girl even roasts her at one point. Sam, the older one's like, I'm sure you'll get adopted one day. And the younger girl goes, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, literally was like, what is the dialogue in this movie is ranges from like bad to like really bad. There's yes. there's very few lines of good where I was like, yes, finally, I, I'm understanding the point of this movie. Initial thought right off the bat, what a cheap play for sympathy on the character. Especially the fact that it played so little part in the movie. Yes. I thought that's what the movie was going to be about. I thought it was going to be her adjusting to life outside of the orphanage and and this feeling of loneliness she got so i i can mm -hmm. tell you the exact moment so she's she's going about her life and she's got all these crazy wacky bad luck moments going on and so far none of this feels supernatural or like very out of the realm of a cartoon if that makes sense it wasn't mm -hmm. until she starts her first job where i was like okay what's going on here she's got like a horrible string of bad luck like and so it was very based in the realm of reality for a moment and i really like that i was like okay the what it reminded me of is a really obscure so um later seasons of the office there's the new secretary um ellie kemper uh, now i'm blank aaron mm -hmm. her name's aaron in it and she yeah. is an orphan who like aged out of orphanage like was never adopted 
And I thought that was where this movie was going to explore. And I was fully on board for that. I was thinking I, I had more of um, when it like really first started, I had more of um, fucking flea vibes. I thought this was going to be like a dark, serious story for a moment. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Not, not for long. Like I said, when the okay. lucky string of the bad luck string happens. So she goes to her job where Lil Rel is her manager. Evan was very impressed. I got it off of one line. He was like, how did you place that? I was, well, <laughs> the reason I was so impressed is like I was looking at the cast. I, I was already halfway through the movie. I was like, when does Lil Rel come And he had already been in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got it Oops. right away. And like I said, maybe it was because of Vacation Friends where he plays like the main character. <laughs> so she is just like oh, her like her luck is like comically bad. <laughs> like it's the, I, the yeah. toast flip flopping on the wall, dominoing down, leaving stains of jelly. I was like, that's too much. What's going on here? But so I, I'm still in. This is still based in the world of okay. reality for me. You know what I mean? I'm still in on the plot at this point. Here's the thing, though. I was already checked out by this point because this takes about fucking 20 minutes. Yeah, this is true. Of just visual gags Ugh. of her being clumsy. This movie is 90% visual gags. Well, no. This movie is all exposition <laughs> and details it's... and almost no plot. There's it's just so little plot. So she's, you know comically unlucky and then she travels to the land of luck uh hold on clovers and i need to get to the part where i got lost she's so she's talking with the cat on the street uh, who is uh, mm -hmm. simon pegg's character but at this point the cat hasn't talked because we are still based in reality at this point and uh -huh. she finds uh once the cat leaves she she does a good deed i like this part of the story like i said i was into where this was going is she did a good mm -hmm. deed by feeding a hungry stray cat and she found a lucky coin that she was going to give to the little girl because she she you know did the scientific method and tested it out and realized it was 100% in fact good luck and so with her toast she did the scientific method and so she loses <laughs> she flushes the fucking thing down the toilet in a, a series of visual gags it, it goes down yeah. the toilet and she goes back to try to find it she's like i can't believe i lost that coin and the cat's like you lost that coin and then that is where the movie lost me. Instantly, I was like, oh, we have a talking cat now. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And it just only goes downhill from there. This was one of my hangups is they travel to the land of luck. It's leprechauns, it's clovers, all that shit. Everything's green, a lot of green in this movie. It's a weird Simon portal. Peg's character <laughs> is a black cat, cat opened up. with a Scottish accent. <laughs> and I was like, why not Irish? Why not Irish? <laughs> Isn't that the whole... <laughs> what? But apparently in Scotland, of... black cats are good luck. I think that was the 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 mythos uh, behind it. Okay, I I didn't know that. Well, we get to the land of the luck, uh, and just another one. Did you know that pigs were lucky? What was no. that about? There's a million pigs in the land. Yeah. We get there, and I thought it was Zootopia for a minute. There's like mostly animals. There's a bunch of rabbits, yeah. which that took me a minute. And I was like, rabbits? Are rabbits? Why are rabbits here? And then I was like, a rabbit foot is considered good luck. But I, the pig one went completely over my head, and I'm sure we're like dissing some culture around the world that, uh, you know, reveres pigs as super lucky, but that one went over my head. Like, I'm assuming a dragon is lucky in Chinese? Oh, no. Not me. <laughs> okay, I don't not know. this. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Oops, okay. Um, I don't know, but I assume uh, that's okay. why the dragon was there. I, didn't, I never figured out the pigs. You, you talked about the quality of the animation looking like Barbie moves. And for the first 20, 
to 30 minutes, it's more noticeable because we are based mm -hmm. in reality yeah. again. Once we travel to the land of luck, there's magical creatures, there's leprechauns. It's more forgivable and less noticeable there. But in those first 20 minutes, especially with the main character, yep. she's just like a adult human. Yeah. It's so noticeable. Her eyes are fucking lifeless. They, they just are, look like dolls. Her hair's lifeless. Her hair is in a constant yeah. wave, like a, like there's air blowing through it constantly. Almost yeah. it looks like, and it never moves. Yeah. Like she's stagnant. There's like points where she's like slightly cross-eyed. She hardly <laughs> blinks. It's really fucking unsettling. <laughs> I mean, uh, just... and they're they're not expressive at all. Like the first five ten minutes, her talking with the her little orphan friend. You, you can't tell and... it's supposed to be so sad. And her little I, orphan I felt like... friend. That's what we're going to call her for the rest of this goddamn podcast, unfortunately. <laughs> I felt like I was watching like a prescription. You know how some prescription drug commercials are like animated now? I felt like I was watching like an AstraZeneca commercial. Oh, my like, God. That's like I the totally quality of, and the lifelessness of these, these people just like walking around slowly. Something's a little bit off. Oh, it's the uncanny it's valley. Bad. Oh my God, Chippendale was making fun of it. This not all the time. I, I don't want to give it that stigma all the time, but there was definitely points where you were just like, "Oh, it's so un." It's trying to be real, but it's not. It's just it. Mm -hmm. It's bad computer computer animation. It, it's it's mind blowing to me that this movie started production in like 2017, 2018. Because first off, oh my God. Well, not even first off. We've been talking about it for a while now. This movie's two fucking hours long. It's a hundred. Stop. It, I looked on my thing. It's the longest hundred. It said like an hour that. and 58 minutes. I don't believe a hundred. I swear when I turned that <laughs> right, son of a bitch on, Evan, I was shook. And then there's even a point in the movie where I am assuming we're wrapping up. So when uh, a movie I don't like, I will check the, how much time's left. So I paused it and unpaused it. And I had an hour left. <laughs> I was absolutely gobsmacked. I said, okay, I see where this is going. We're wrapping it up here. And I look and I go, there's an hour left. Runtime, according to Wikipedia, is 105 minutes. Okay, so, whatever. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Well, well 100 min or two hours is, is 120 minutes, so it's 15 it's minutes shy yeah. of two hours. Yeah. And I was definitely checking the clock oh the whole God. time. Oh, my God. I can't believe how – and it slogged. It, it had horrible pacing, and that was part – of the reason I think no child would watch and enjoy this goddamn movie for two hours. Children have shorter attention spans than I do. And it's a shame because there's some interesting stuff that I feel like could have been explored. Yeah. But the writing is so bad. The writing is really bad. The dialogue's <laughs> awful. But so, I mean, we can, we can go through some of the bad and some of the good. I do want us to make sure we stop and talk about good things. So yes. once we get to the land of luck, I, I had the issue of I needed to ditch my hopes and wants of this movie to be based in reality. <laughs> and we <laughs> literally jumped through a portal. And they, she yeah. needs to be a leprechaun. But obviously she's not leprechaun size because Sam is a human. So they say she mm -hmm. is just a, <laughs> a leprechaun from Lafayette. Latvia. Lafayette. Sorry. Sorry to everyone out there. And uh, everyone just fucking says uh-huh okay it. yeah they make them big there and it's just like, yeah. what is going it's so bad evan it's so bad the problem is it is it really goes from like one bad thing right into the next bad thing okay uh, let me one highlight <laughs> please, of this movie please. one maybe the only 
is before they traveled to the land of luck. So uh, Simon Pegg's character, the black cat, talks to her for the first time. And she finds out the penny she had picked up was his lucky coin. He's from this other realm. And that's his ticket to get back in. Or I, I don't There's know, a whole procedure. The or exactly. like when you come back, you got to give your penny. But then when you leave, you can take it with mm-hmm. you. And he doesn't have it. Yeah. So he, he's got to put a button there. This movie but got the, bogged down in it... bureaucracy of all things. <laughs> It did. That's exactly what it was. But, okay, let, me, let me just get this out of the way. Uh, before they go through the portal back to the land of luck, she chases this cat through the mm-hmm. streets, through the real world streets, because she's like, there's a fucking magical cat <laughs> who has lucky coins to dole out. And which I, I have slight problems with this is like, so her motivation is she needs a lucky coin to give to her little orphan friend. So her friend can get adopted. Yep. So is the implication that getting adopted is based on chance? It's It's all (laughs) luck. There's no paperwork. There's no procedure. It is 100% good and bad luck if that little child gets adopted. But the chase sequence was pretty entertaining. That was like one of the highlights of the the visual gags. Evan, I'm just going to be honest with you. If that's the highlights Mm -hmm. that you're spitting for this movie... That's a dig, bro. Yeah. I barely remember the scene. Okay. He was walking on top of umbrellas. And it was, I don't know. It was kind of cool. Okay. He's super lucky, and she's super unlucky. Yes. Classic buddy cop team up. Okay. And, <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Is that a good message for orphans, that it's all luck? No, that's what... If you don't get adopted, that, yeah. it was just bad luck caused by the roots That's why it's such and a the goblins. cheap play. It's like, oh, they're orphans. Yeah. You should, you, you should know, feel bad for them. This is a heartfelt yeah. movie. It's going to pull on your heartstrings, and it doesn't. No, no. <laughs> I, I don't give I, a shit Oh, about my God. This. Evan, you just nailed something. I haven't seen a movie that really tries to play on my heartstrings that failed so badly at it because I'm a really empathetic person. It can be the smallest thing mm-hmm. in a movie, and I'm like, oh, I feel for that character. Be like, remember when they said nobody liked them as a child? Instantly, like the, it could be one line of dialogue. If they sell it, I'm like, oh, I feel bad mm-hmm. for them now. <laughs> this movie, you had me not caring about orphans. That's mm-hmm. insane. I don't even remember the little orphan friend girl's name. That's really bad. And I just, I literally yeah. just came off of the movie. I think this is a weakness in the writing, though. It's like they don't know what they're the core of their the story motivation is, like, the is get adopted, their... but it's like. <sighs> It, the motivation needs to be more like anti loneliness and like the the found but family of it all. The found family, yeah, and that's how they set it up. Because in the beginning, they're like talking about forever family, and sh- <sighs> the, it felt like they were trying to force like a Ohana means but they, family. They didn't like, come back to it till the end. They didn't come back. Yeah, they don't ever address and, that. But the rest of that's the setup, and then the the payoff at the end is about like. You make your own luck, or like you know how you no deal one ever with. Said that, thankfully. Then at the very end, it's like, oh, we're a forever family now. Where it's did like, that come from? The cat, British uh, Simon Pegg, which weird twist throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. When he loses his luck, he becomes a British black cat. Hated that. Oh. British Simon Pegg was off-putting to me, and he was like, "Well, I thought yeah. I could be your family." And I was like, where did this come from? They really didn't get along much of the movie, nor did they make... There was no growth arc. There was no, like, real 
let me save you off of a, a ledge instead of saving the coin. They never had a moment mm-hmm. like that. The found family yeah. came out of nowhere. It was like someone in the writing room was like, oh, shit, how are we wrapping this up? And they were like, we're not going back and changing <laughs> any of the last hour and 45 minutes, though. I think just the writing in general suffers. Um, I'm looking at the production notes. Can we roast Wikipedia. them? Who are the writers? Uh, Kill Murray, screenwriter for Cars in Cars 3, was hired to rewrite the screenplay. So maybe it started Shame from a place you. that wasn't great. Directed by Peggy Holmes. Shame on you, who- Peggy. Other credits are uh, direct-to-DVD, um, Tinkerbell. Stop. Movie That's Disney. what this felt like. Which, so that speaks uh, – I hate, like, ragging on this random track. We're publicly like, shaming. That's, That's what we're doing what we're here. coming in, yeah. All the dialogue is just explaining expositional details of how the land of luck works. This whole movie, they're chasing different MacGuffins around the land of luck. They're like, oh, we have to go to the Lucky Factory now. This is where they make lucky pennies. And she goes, why is that? And then they explain that. And then they get there and like, okay, now we need lucky crystals. So we got to go to the lucky crystal room. Oh, but watch out. There's bad luck. I feel like the writer mistook detail in the land of luck in this world that they're building for like plot. Since you didn't say it, I will. Evan sent me a text mid-movie and goes, the movie is literally going from one room to the next and them saying, this is the flip-flop flippity-floop. And she goes, what's that? And that's, oh my, it was literally scene by scene. It's really bad. I'm not (laughs) kidding. Don't show your kids this movie. Don't waste your time. Yeah. And ready for this? If you want to give it a bad review without seeing it, you 100% have my permission to do that. I would never endorse giving a review of a movie you've never seen besides this. Uh, there was one scene where um, they get back to the land of luck. Simon Pegg lost his coin, so he's got to put in a button and get past the the chief, played by Whoopi Goldberg. And they go back and forth. They're trying to sneak Sam in the side. For whatever reason, in each of Whoopi Goldberg's lines, she says Simon Pegg's character name, Bob. She's like, what are you doing, Bob? Bob, that's not funny. Bob, as if we're going to forget this main character's name, which, I mean, this whole movie is forgettable, but it was like, why? I don't understand. What is the reason for that choice? (laughs) We're not one. Bob's the easiest name to remember. Another great part, though, is by the end, Nikki is kind of tuned in and watching the end of it. She's missed most of it. So she didn't get to hear Mm -hmm. Whoopi Goldberg say Bob six times in a row. She was like asking because she really likes cats. She's like, oh, what's the cat's deal? She loved how big the eyes are. She's like, why are animated cats eyes always huge? I said, it's to make them look cute. And she goes, uh, she was like, what's this? I was like, this is a magic black cat who lives in the land of luck, but is from the land of bad luck. And he talks and, you know, he's helping uh, fix everything that's going on. And then someone goes, blah, 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 Bob. She goes, and his name's Bob? I was like, yeah, his name's just Bob. That's the, talk about lazy writing. That's like a name you put in when you're like, we'll think of a better name later. Uh, and they were just like, okay, yeah. he's just Bob now. We could talk about, okay, John Ratzenberg's character is uh, a, a, a root monster, and his name's Rudy. Hated yeah. that. <laughs> That's in the third act of the third act. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> what, yeah, well, when they had to go, go to the here? land of bad luck because she, again, she had been there once. She had to go back because at one point she saw a green light, which is an indicator of good luck. I'm okay. always, always curious about movies' use of color to depict like different things. So in Star Wars, you have blue is good and uh, red is evil. Uh, you yeah. know, this one, they went with green is good luck and purple is bad luck. Yeah. And... 
I, you know, I don't have anything to say about that, I guess. I just always think it's really interesting when movies pick that. I mean, I guess it seems like the right, like, green yeah. means go. What's her name? Jinx and Teen Titans. Is purple. Is pinkish purple. Raven yeah, also yeah, yeah. purple. So, yeah, maybe you're onto something. Okay. Yeah. Um, the worst part of this movie, absolute worst dog shit part, because it made me care for a moment, <laughs> but in the wrong way. This whole time they're trying to remake a new lucky coin because there's all this bureaucracy and protocol that they can't get around to get a new one because she's got to get it to her little orphan friend so she can get adopted because she's got a visit on Saturday. And fucking Sam has the brilliant goddamn idea of, oh, my God, I'll just turn down the bad luck. If there's not as much bad luck in the world, she's more likely to encounter good luck. Instantly, I was like, well, that's a bad idea. <laughs> so she goes down there and clogs up the bad luck fucking cloggerator, unclog thing. And she, that the unicorn is specifically explained for 10 minutes of dialogue and how important it was to the bad luck generator. She fucking clogs it. And sure as shit, it explodes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, blows it blows up. up. Yeah. And instantly, like I said, it, it was the worst part of the movie because it made me care in the wrong way. I As soon as she had this idea, I go, that's the dumbest idea. I go, oh, I was like, that's the dumbest idea ever. I like stood up and started getting angry for a minute. I was like, why, why would uh -huh. she think that's a good idea? I listened to the same dialogue she did. I don't know. Maybe youthful <sighs> ignorance. Yeah, she is 18, Arrogance, I guess. maybe. I don't know. Fuck. Man, okay, I you at least had that one weak compliment. I'm gonna see if I can try to uh, to to. Yeah. What's the best okay. compliment? You can so for this movie? I'm gonna start off with an insult. Unfortunately, <laughs> if you, if you could cut 45 minutes out of this movie, I think the found family theme could have been a lot stronger. But it, due to mm -hmm. all the lame world-building exposition that really was not needed, it totally gets forgotten and lost. And it's like it, it's like two bookends. It's at the start and at the end and literally no mention of it in the middle, in my opinion. And if there was signs of it, they mm -hmm. were so bad and unobvious that it, they're not worth mentioning. But I think that theme could have been very strong. So I think there's like potential. Yeah. If you want to know the worst goddamn part of this movie is I bet you there's going to be a fucking sequel. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I can <laughs> feel it in my bones that there's a luck too coming. Probably. One of my chief complaints mm -hmm. with this movie is the first hour, there's no antagonist. <laughs> it's just her stumbling through the land of luck. The first negative stake that comes in that faces our two central characters is the chief Bob coming to arrest Bob for putting in the fake yeah. coin. That's at 15 minutes. That's the first time there's anything at risk for our central so characters. Everything leading up to that is visual gags. It's unnecessary. <sighs> and like I said, yeah, I only think it's going to keep children's attention span for so long. This is not mm -hmm. like a Narnia. This is not like a, Harry Potter Hogwarts like this is not like some world that children are going to be like I want to go to the land of luck you know what I mean they're not going to spend hours dreaming like well, people wanted to go to Hogwarts or like I said Narnia or, or, or like Star Wars I want to go to Tatooine or something like I really think they thought they had something with the land of luck and just like oh this place where everything works out all the visual gags mm -hmm. we didn't even talk about what the visual gags are in the land of luck 
It's everyone just tossing things into the air and them getting in the appropriate spot. That's all it is. It's her dropping a piece of toast from up and here and it lands face up, jelly side up on her plate. Real. And she does that six times. I was so Dude. angry. Why would that be how you measure? <laughs> <laughs> Your luck. I don't know. Evan's like, I've never used that as an indicator of good or bad yeah. luck. Um, Okay, I got that ten nine eight seven. I'm like really angry about this movie. <laughs> got to calm yeah. down. I, I uh, really think we can kind of wrap up here and maybe get into some news of stuff and yeah. just talk about general what have yous. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's really anything more important. We didn't talk about Jane Fonda's dragon at all, but it's because it's a truly forgettable character who has a long lost love that she banished herself. So her loneliness is self imposed. <sighs> I, I, there's nothing else that yeah, I can really um, think of. Oh, uh, do, do you remember? Okay, so in, in the final act of the movie, they they create two luck stones and, and a bad luck stone and one bad luck stone. Jane Fonda has this great plan to make two good luck stones, but she made the bad luck stone. Is that what you were gonna say? Yeah, she was gonna put in the two luck stones and eliminate bad luck from the world. Yeah. And Sam goes, no, no. What? Why? My bad luck has led to fortune. My bad luck has made me who Was I am today. That's. I think that's actually the message they were trying to go through. Is like the tough sure, times I guess. build character, and the bad luck mm-hmm. makes you who you are. And you know. I was, you know, I actually had this thing. I was going to say, have you ever had a stroke of misfortune that turned into a good thing? I was ready for this. 2020 COVID pandemic, when life changed as we know it, I had a few strokes. strokes. In a very bad time, me and Evan got our podcast going, which was something we had been very much struggling with for for years. And I eventually met my girlfriend, who I now love and live with. So... You know, I think maybe my other point was there are good messages sprinkled throughout here, but they never focus on them or, like, uh, give the appropriate spotlight. It's always very, like, it just wasn't very clear, (laughs) a lot of the movie. Mm -hmm. I think they thought they had, like, a good theme, metaphor, message or whatever, but it was just, it was really lost. I think it's, here's how I'll counter that, is the global pandemic is not some random happenstance like no, it was caused by equating... bad luck crystals in the air and when you got it up your nostril that's how you got COVID. yeah it's, bad luck is airborne yeah, bad luck seen. is it became airborne <laughs> in our world and that was covid 2020 if the 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 message is about like dealing with adversity they're saying all of her adversity is happenstance or like like i don't know it, it cheapens what they're you know the central message of the and does movie it take away from your successes is, all, is like ah, it yeah. was just a good luck crystal that flew into my face this is a mess of writing it's really bad it's so bad uh, I, i'm really done with it this is maybe our short i even think we talked about space jam 2 for longer than this and probably and that was bad that was bad but it's watchable is watching yeah, as well. Yeah. I, I would watch that again before this. They don't slow down the movie to explain every detail of the virtual world that they're in. They're like, you we're know, in a video game. They did do a little now. of that though. <laughs> they did do a bit of that okay. though. Maybe that's where. Maybe this is a good yeah. meter of what we gauge as a good versus bad movie. Yeah. They, they had a bit of LG rhythm. Remember, he explained the whole the whole uh, metaverse. Yeah, but or, they do it. What in was it like, called? WV verse or whatever. But they do it in like one throwaway sentence, whereas this movie is like yeah, yeah. They spend scenes and scenes yeah. and scenes. It's all throwaway sentences. 
Um, <sighs> Let's give, I guess, closing thoughts on it, though. Yeah. Oh, and do you have some? Yeah, just you want to go? One random thing I just saw in the casting. In April 2019, Emma Thompson was hired to voice a character in the film, but left the project after Lassiter was hired. Good choice. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> good choice. You... Good for you. That could be a good closing statement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> I had sent you a couple of letterbox. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what? Let's do that before we could do yeah any sort of closing thoughts. We got our new segment. Uh, where we're gonna read letterbox reviews. Do you wanna you wanna read one and I'll go next? Let me see. Let me now see. I can't find them. <laughs> I can't find them either. <laughs> where did they go? Okay, I got one. If you're okay. not ready, uh, go for it. Oh yeah. Wait. Oh, all the ones you sent me, you're gonna have to find different ones. This one yeah. just says ha half a star. I, I think that's as maybe low as you can go. Yeah. It says ha 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 ha. Get fucked, John Lasseter. That's how I feel about this movie. Yeah. Okay. And then one star, so this one gave it half a star more. Fuck you, John Lasseter. Sorry, I'm always required to say that whenever I review a movie he's involved in. But yeah, the movie was ass, LOL, period. I'll elaborate a bit more. To be fair, the movie actually doesn't start off terrible. Hell, you could even say it starts kind of cute-ish. That's the thing. There was some promise yeah. in the yeah. first couple And that couple was the big letdown is you gave me real low expectations and I fooled myself in the beginning. Like, you're maybe like, this oh, won't be as bad as I think. He's being a little tough yeah. on this. Uh, maybe he's being harsh. You're not the target audience, Evan. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I got So I got fooled. I'm going to read this one, too, just because I unfortunately had a, a similar thought. Not like... Okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> I had a different thought. Yeah. <laughs> Not the same thought, but so this one says outside John misconduct being involved. That's funny. They different. This one gave it a three stars, though. I don't like that. And it's because of the second half. Outside of John misconduct being involved, uh, it's a movie, I guess. Also, not going to lie, Sam is pretty thick. Now, I, I don't, I'm not like endorsing that or agreeing with that, but I did make a note. I said, there is a weird amount of screen time in the start of this movie on this animated girl's ass. I said, I, I'm not one to notice these type of things unless it's in my face. But she was literally like in the toilet doing all this stuff, trying to get the thing back. And I was like, this is gross. And I was like, now I understand John fucking misconduct. Yeah, as that's they call the John Lasseter touch, that's, I guess. Yeah. Yep. And the fact that people are calling her thick online is a, a, a testament that I was not as weird as I thought for being like, <laughs> what the fuck? So this is the low point of the podcast. This, uh, this is the worst if thing we've watched still listening. on the podcast yeah. in <laughs> this two is, years. This is, this is the, worst the worst thing. This is, yeah. I went through, I said there was like Space Jam, and I did say there was another one early on that we were not fond of, but we at least talked about that. It was the Christmas sort of, one. That's what it was. It was, it was Santa yeah, Inc. It was, yeah. And it had moments where we were like, no, no, no. Some of this was funny. Some of it was stupid. This was just not even stupid, just bad. Mm -hmm. Just really, really bad. <laughs> it's unbelievably bad. I feel like Apple put a lot of weight into it. You know, it's Who been being this? hyped up like Apple TV Plus's first animated movie. And it fucking <sighs> shat the bed. Steve Jobs is. Turning over in his grave right now. <laughs> Steve oh, Jobs is like, this is not what Apple was founded for. It was yeah. for cool boxes and new iPhones every year. And, and, I mean, Steve Jobs had led Pixar early early on. He did at one point. Yeah. Apple owned Pixar or something like that. You're right. Mm -hmm. He did have some involvement with Pixar. 
that's funny. This weird sort of turnaround. Maybe yeah. John Lasseter and Apple have some sort of, maybe th that's the connection we're missing. Yeah, I don't have any closing thoughts. I said everything I need to say about this movie. Yeah. I'm more excited to talk about all the news we have. We've been sending news Same. back and forth. Dear listeners, sorry. Uh, we took the bullet for you on this one. It's going to take us a while to recover. If you have any good movie recs for us to watch, please send, send them, them our way. We need them. If this was uh, a filler. No, you yeah. know what? I'll, I'll, so getting to this point in the podcast, we had a disruption in our schedule. I had the unfortunate event of my grandma um, uh, unexpectedly had passed away. And so mm -hmm. Evan was very kind. We took a little break. I, I haven't been streaming or podcasting or anything. So I do like to take these moments, though, you know, whether I'm watching reality TV or things like this, it's always a nice reminder of, you know, me, Nikki, and Brendan, we get together every Wednesday of like, why we watch these shows and movies, you know, we get together, they give us a warm, fuzzy feeling and uh, you, you can spend some quality time. Like even when I was in Michigan for the funeral, I, I, I saw Evan for a day. Mm -hmm. And what did we do? We watched Nathan Fielder's amazing show and we had the best time of our life. So, uh -huh. you know, uh, uh, even though it's just a silly podcast about cartoons, it is nice getting together with friends, fans, Evan yeah. here talking about uh, whatever sort of movie or TV we're watching. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think uh, that's the thing I like to take away from moments like this. Uh, horrible or not, you know, I love discussing TV with you, my good friend Evan, and all of our fans. If you are still listening at this point, yeah, <laughs> we appreciate you. Honestly, yes. whether you watch whatever we're talking Don't about or not, <laughs> uh, it, it's been a little more than two years now that we've we're been coming on this. Up. It's just over two years. Yeah, just we just said two. pandemic. It was in July we dropped our first episode. So thank you for being on this ride with us. It's been a, yeah. it's been a good time. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't plan that at all. It kind of just started and I was rolling. But yeah, we're yeah. we're kind of celebrating a two year anniversary here. This mm -hmm. is great with such a shitty watch. What a stroke of luck for us. <laughs> um, let's talk news. We got yeah. news. And one thing I wanted to clarify this because I feel like in a lot of our news segments, we talk about a lot of superhero things. Mm -hmm. Now, while these are live action, not cartoons, the source material for a lot of them are comic books, which is a a different form of cartoon and yeah. uh, a, you know animated series from the past, and yeah. so I just think that's the important why oh, we have a love of superheroes, and obviously why we did so much with Batman, if you recall. But <laughs> so um, you don't have to rationalize. Like we just love superheroes. We just love superheroes. So <laughs> Let's be um, real. a lot of this news is about to be very superhero related. But I want to start with WB, which stands for uh, what the fuck is going on right now. So <laughs> they announced that they were canceling. Several? No, I'll say a few movies that they had been touting, been talking yeah. about that were mm -hmm. completed. The most notable one being Batgirl. Batgirl mm -hmm. was going to be a very large movie for them, and they just scrapped it. And, you know, it was under like a few days of figuring this out, and it turns out it was for a, a tax rebate. <laughs> like, <laughs> how? A tax write-off, well, yeah. A tax write-off. So, like... But let's talk about if you are, you know, actor, director, crew, a marketer for this, any involvement of this movie. How shitty do you have to feel that all your time and work you put into that movie, they were like, tax write-off. <laughs> That's all it's going to amount to. And, mm -hmm. and the thing was, is so when they said they weren't releasing it, my mind went to, okay, they're just going to send it to HBO Max. They're not even no. doing that. This one's particularly egregious uh, because 
Michael Keaton was involved, the original mm -hmm. 1989 Batman. There had been a lot of speculation that he would take over the, the, the Batman role in the DC multiverse. But what a slap in the face to our first everyone big screen Batman and everyone involved. Uh, Leslie Grace looked awesome in the yeah. Batgirl costume. The two co-directors of the movie were involved in Miss Marvel. Kevin Feige That's even crazy. reached out to them after news of the cancellation was like, hey, sending you my support. Like, sorry that happened. What a shitty way to treat talent. They found out via the press release. All yeah. everyone involved found out via the news as well. What a horrible, horrible way. And so this was not the only cancellation. There was a few others. I'll be honest, I am blanking on them because that was the big one. Do you know any of the other things they, they had canceled off the top of your head? I mean, there's some stuff that was up in the air. I, I, there was a Supergirl. I, yeah. Who knows what stage of production it was at, but uh, that was up in the air. And I think it it's probably not going to happen at this point because The Flash yeah. was supposed to set that up. But curiously enough, The Flash is still set to happen as That's of the... Now, and maybe now-ish. So that's the second piece of news is that while WB's canceling a bunch of things that have you know no baggage attached to them at all, they are still considering releasing the Flash movie, even though Ezra Miller has full on become the Reverse Flash. Yeah, they are on an unprecedented celebrity crime spree. Every bit of news about Ezra Miller has completely shocked me. It's yeah. one wild headline after another, one wild allegation after another. And so even during all of these wild events going on, it is found out that WB this very summer did reshoots with Ezra Miller. David I, Zaslav, the day after, I, or maybe a couple days after, was like, we're still really excited about The Flash. They're doubling uh -huh. down on this movie. Uh, most recently, Ezra yeah, yes. was charged with burglary or something. I want to say in Vermont. Criminal burglary, yep. And then yeah. there's also some, uh, this is all alleged, but there's missing people involved, uh, a mother and daughter. Wasn't there's there a talk lot that they lead a cult? They lied a cult. talks in... of a cult? This is all alleged. We are not accusing anyone yeah. of anything. But the headlines are absolutely wild. The, the charges, a, a bar fight after bar fight internationally. Like, that was the other thing is every headline was in a new location. <laughs> that was absolutely insane, which yeah. leads to, like, the flash mythos of it all. Yeah. Are they just running around the world causing trouble? <laughs> so it's, it's wild. And WB now has stated they are considering either releasing the movie and having Ezra Miller do no press. There was a second option, which- I think it was release and then recast for going forward. Yeah, and then the other one was potentially scrapping. Yeah. But as we've talked about, this movie's been in production since before Luck was even in production. This mm -hmm. started at the same time the Flash TV series was like getting its start. This movie has been in talks for so long. WB must be sh absolutely shitting themselves at the yeah. idea of canceling this if they have not already. Talk about a streak of bad luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> WB has been on a downhill descent, increasing velocity since wild. Uh, Justice League. Um, wild, maybe that's wild, a moral wild. of the lesson, uh, moral of the story. They have announced they are like redoing DC <laughs> as a whole. Yeah. Like, have you heard that? Well, so here's where, yeah, here's where it gets convoluted. Michael Keaton has a role in The Flash, 
And so people thought he was going to take over for Ben Affleck going forward as kind of the, the preeminent Batman of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, recently, Ben Affleck was on the set of Aquaman 2. Yeah. Which Michael Keaton was supposed to was rumored to have an appearance in. But now Ben Affleck, who had supposedly hung up the cape after Justice League, is back doing some cameo scenes or whatever. So, like... The state of DC movies is fucked right now. It's um, and so they're trying to restart. They're trying to have their own flashpoint without even having the movie. I think yeah. that's part of the problem is they really want this movie probably to reset their whole DC universe, uh-huh. but they like are very much now like we can't. Who, who's going to watch this movie? Who's going to go watch this movie? Uh-huh. And it's so bad. It's so. And Ezra Miller also. They are in. The Fantastic Beast series, which is in its own set of hot water for other problematic uh, creators oh, of the series, yeah. <laughs> so it's just and an other problematic sh- cast members, right? Didn't I don't Johnny, know. De- Johnny Depp was? Oh yeah, he, they, they recast Johnny Depp though. They recast Johnny Depp a while ago. Wow. Okay, let's get on to different. <laughs> okay, I got one. This one's funny to me because I hate when movies, specifically Avatar, stakes that they're having a five movie trilogy for the next 50 years or whatever. So this one says Sonic three and avatar three will both release December, 2024. Which one will you be watching? And my favorite comment was someone was like, when did they have avatar two? <laughs> because that's exactly how I feel. They haven't even had the second one yet. My brother literally text, texted me that after because I posted that to our story. He's like, whoa, did Avatar 2 come out yet? And I was like, no, it hasn't. But it, it is about to part. come out, though. And so yeah. I want to make a claim. If we can get a lot of people for December of 2024 to only go see Sonic 3 and not go Let's see go. Avatar 3. That's the it's mission. It's going to feature Shadow. Uh, it's featuring shadow and i i I, this is my twitter source and twitter is not always reliable and so this could easily be a joke but someone on (laughs) twitter said christian bale i'm pretty sure someone said christian bale was gonna voice shadow and like after the idris elba casting i was like i believe it (laughs) i believe it now here's the thing i cannot picture anyone else doing it now can you imagine (laughs) christian bale as shadow (laughs) Yes, I totally can. After I finally saw Love Thor, uh, Lo, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, and he was the highlight of that movie. Like, so mm-hmm. yes, sign him up to be a villain in, in, in as Shadow. I'm all for it. If we're not going to cover Sonic One and Two, th- that ship is sailed. Let's watch Sonic Three when it comes. We could out. do all of them together. I feel like I've watched Sonic okay. One. I, I haven't seen yeah. Sonic Two. I would lump all three of them together. We can stake that podcast for 2024 when it comes out, and we can boycott Avatar together because it's just it's egregious that this dude, uh-huh. 12 years or whatever, however long after the first one, is like, yeah, it's a five-part series. You didn't know? No, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? There is a live-action Pac-Man movie oh. directed by Justin Baldoni, who is an actor on Jane the Virgin, which is actually a really, really great sitcom that was on the CW Interesting. How does Batman, or sorry, Pac-Man work <laughs> in Batman live on action? the brain. <laughs> How is that going to work? Yeah. He's a yellow What circle. is Pac-Man going to look like? Because there's even, so there's the old Pac-Man that's literally just wah, 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 mm-hmm. wah. Then they did update Pac-Man. You know, they gave him arms yeah. and a legs in a 3D version. 
So I have to imagine it's going to be based off that 3D version, but holy shit, sure. that's going to look terrifying in live action. They need like to give it the Sonic man. treatment. They're going to do like a really yes. bad one first, and then they'll be like, oh, wh- what do you think, audience? And they'll be like, this, 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 and this are wrong. And they'll be like, oh, great, we'll fix that. We'll fix that. Okay, this one's a, a bright spot, I think. Um, Seth Rogen tweeted on August 4th, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant oh. Mayhem is in theaters one year from today. So we've got about Whoa. a year until Seth Rogen produced... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes out. Seth Rogen Seth makes Rogen good stuff. Seth has been yeah. on a tear. Invincible. Yeah. The Boys. The Boys. All his previous acting comedy work. Look I'm obsessed to. with Superbad. If the audience doesn't know, I think Superbad's one of the funniest movies ever made. And he's, you know, the guy who made it. So, uh-huh. big Seth Rogen fan. This is kind of Seth Rogen news, because I'm pretty sure he's was in one of these movies. But they are also making a Kung Fu fan they are making a kung fu panda four what's he the the grasshopper yeah i think he was the grasshopper uh, praying mantis praying yes yep 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 yep. you got it you got it um (laughs) sorry i had to is that gonna be in theaters do you know or is it going to like netflix or something (laughs) couldn't tell you (laughs) uh you'll enjoy this Patton oswalt recently said that eternals 2 is in development Oh, I do Zhao, love that. Returning to direct. Let's fucking go. They didn't announce it. Marvel did not announce it on their 15-movie slate. They announced two Marvel movies in the same year, 2025, and they didn't announce Eternals 2. And mm-hmm. I, I won't lie, I got very nervous that they were just going to work them into all the other movies and not have their own you know, movie yeah. again. I need Harry Styles. Where's he He's, been? <laughs> he said it on the Today Show. So That's a trustworthy source. Yeah. You can't say um, you can't just say shit on the Today Show without approval. True. I wonder if he accidentally let that slip. But nah. yeah, fuck you to everyone who did not like that movie because that's nah, the best Marvel movie it, in a while. Behind a Loki, while. that's the best Phase Four thing. Hundred percent, nailed it, nailed it. I love Loki. I will watch Loki too. Marvel's its own thing. I have my ups and downs with them. Yeah. What did you think of the whole Comic Con announcement slate trailers, all that? I mean, the problem with it so now is shit. I used to care so much about everything that was coming, like every installment. It's just too much at the moment. It's it's absolute overload because the shows are six hours instead of, you know, the movies, which are two. And mm-hmm. the worst part is, is most of these TV shows actually should be a movie. I don't know if I've said this on air. This is the formula. Falcon episode one Soldier, movie. Episode one is amazing. Of every dis this is every Disney this is even the Star Wars one. Episode uh, one is amazing. Episodes two, three, and four are dog shit. Episode five, something huge happens, and then episode six, once again, is amazing. And I'm telling you, you could take out a lot of the fluff and just make it a movie. There's <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it'd be so easy, but they're just trying to keep our attention for too long. The things I am excited for that Marvel has coming up, and some of them are a far ways away. You know, I'm excited for the new season of Loki. Mm-hmm. I really want to see what they do with Blade. I think that'll be great. Daredevil's my fucking boy, so I'll watch, you know, all Hell 18 yeah. episodes of his new show. Uh-huh. And I'm curious what they also do with the Fantastic Four. So those are the things I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to, okay. but some of them are a ways away, so I'm just going to have to sledge through more She-Hulk and I Am Groot in the meantime. <laughs> you, had, you had sent me this tweet that perfectly sums <laughs> oh, yeah. it up. 
Back in the day, if you did a TV show called Surf Dracula, you'd see that fool surfing every week in New Adventures. But in the streaming area, the entire first season got to be a long-ass flashback to how he got the surfboard until you finally get to see him surf for five minutes in the finale. And that perfectly sums up. 100% all these fucking origin shows. I feel like my biggest takeaway from the Marvel announcements at Comic-Con and like a lot of the takeaway from Twitter was just like backlash from the VFX industry. Like, oh, well, fuck. Oh, Uh, Marvel is a shitty uh, VFX client now because they just shorten their deadlines. They want more output. Churn. And nobody likes them as a client. It's bad. uh, It is bad because it's becoming more noticeable for me. It really, really hit me during Black Widow and uh, Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And there's parts in Black Widow where I'm like, you guys are outside. And I can tell this is clearly a green screen. Like, why don't you just go outside? I, it, it was bad. And I'm not one no. to normally like nitpick things like that. But mm-hmm. when I notice it over and over again and it starts like detracting from the scene, that's where I have an issue with it. I don't think they even stepped foot in San Francisco uh, <laughs> for Shang-Chi. I think it was all green screen. I'm not kidding. Probably. Yeah. We're back in the day. They would have gone to San Francisco. Any other thoughts on the Marvels? What do you think of Thor Love and Thunder? It was good. I think some people gave it like unnecessary hate. I think some people gave it unnecessary praise. It needed 10% less jokiness from me. And it would have been like really good. Loved Christian Bale in it. I really actually liked the ending spoilers, I guess, for um, Jane and uh, Thor finally, because that's always been like a weird spot where she was just like missing from Mm -hmm. the MCU after. So I did like that stuff, but it was just good. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, For me, it was just bad. But, you know, (laughs) to each their their own. You You didn't like Christian Bale? He was really creepy. I loved Christian Bale, but he was a little underutilized. Yeah, they could have done more of him. And and less of uh, Korg talking about his two dads, which yeah, no. the we're ready for this. I saw a TikTok and someone was like, "Oh, but in the last movie, Korg clearly talks about his mother who has a new boyfriend, and he really hates uh, her boyfriend." So how do you explain now that you're saying he has two dads? And I was like, oh, "Yeah, it's like the fuck." It, I was like, "You play the character. T- you play the character." Is Taika Waititi slipping? Yeah, I was like. I've seen rumblings of people saying, like, Taika Waititi has hit Lin-Manuel Miranda levels of saturation. I know how you feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) You just wanted to slip in a Lin-Manuel Miranda roast, you son of a bitch. You're just looking for jabs wherever you could. Um, I can see that only in the sense that um, this movie had, like, screaming goats. I really think Mm -hmm. he's feels like he can do no wrong almost if that makes sense because i'll be honest jojo rabbit is maybe one of the best movies i've ever seen like ever i love that and so it's hard for me to be like no he's washed up but oh i i can definitely after this movie you know it's really going to depend on what he does next i wonder if it's just the marvel disney churn machine though they're like you need to get this movie up if remember this also this movie had the shortest window of marketing ever for a marvel movie and I really think it was because he just wasn't done. <laughs> also, I, they made a big deal about him teaming up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. And they're only in the first five minutes. It's lit. They show the scene in the trailer. If he had not left with the Guardians of the Galaxy, they would not have put them in this movie. I, I very much, they were like, they couldn't get them out of there fast enough. Their exit almost didn't make sense. 
where he was like, yeah, you yeah. got to find the people you love. Bye, buddy. Out of here. I was like, hold on. Wait, what? Why are they splitting up again? It was so, oh, the Guardians of the Galaxy had zero screen time and shouldn't have even been in it. And yet, no. okay, Evan, I, I want to talk about this. Okay. Do they still get Vin Diesel in the booth for Groot? Or are they just using the same ones at this point over and over again? Wow. I don't think Vin uh, Diesel's been in the booth for a while. There's no way. There's no way. The- because one, also, it's like a I am Groot voice. It's not even his real voice. They modify yeah, it now. Can, they can modulate old old samples. I, I think he has not um, been in the booth for a long time. Yet, how are yet, they going to do a whole show? I think I think it just came out too. I haven't seen it. Um, it's out. Oh, so okay. I think he's still getting paid. But he has not been in the booth for a while. Gets royalties I, for every time that line is dropped. Can you believe that? And it was all yeah. because Marvel liked the stunt casting of it in whatever year Guardians of the Galaxy came out. They were like, Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel. And it was like, what? No way! Uh, speaking of the Guardians of the Galaxy, this is my last bit of animation news. This is actual animation. Mm. Um, oh, good. The new Garfield movie starring Chris Pat. <laughs> Pratt. and apparently samuel l jackson what is he gonna be odie <laughs> no way bro that's crazy or is he gonna be john <laughs> is he he's or is he gonna be john i don't know actually now you have me questioning it yeah. um i uh, think he's gotta be odie but that's gonna be a very yeah. wildly different odie than i think we're used to uh it, they announced the release date february 16th 2024 so we have more that on the slate to. for 2024 yeah our 2024 uh, is getting booked and busy. If you have anything in 2024 you need us to do, so you can get us in there now. Yeah. <laughs> this is two years away. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have anything else. I'm shocked we just passed an hour of time. <laughs> we talked about the movie for maybe 30 minutes. <laughs> Impressive stuff, yeah. my friend. Hey, if yeah. you are listening... No, it, for real, though, if you're still listening at this point, like... You, you a real one. We love you so much. Like, thank you for being here. <laughs> I think that will do it yeah. for, yeah, right? Yeah. For this episode of the podcast. Um, we base it. We kind of covered luck. <laughs> and like I said. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid that movie like the fucking play. Wow. I'm going to do our sign off, though. I, I don't think I can yeah. say anything else about luck, so I'm not even going to try. Um, so for more Two Dudes, please check us out on... Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you find podcasts, go check out our old episodes. We have a very extensive catalog at this point. I was looking through it, Evan. We've covered a lot of stuff at this point. A wide range. Mm -hmm. I guarantee there's something else you've watched or loved or liked or even wanted to watch in our catalog. So go check it out. You can follow us at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons on both Instagram and TikTok. Or if you're on Twitter, we are at Two Dudes Watch. And, you know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rate and uh, review. Uh, We really appreciate that. That helps, uh, I'm sure, some sort of algorithm for new people to find us. So thank you. Please write us a review. Yeah, write us a review. We get the ratings. Tell the people what you like. Yeah, what what do you... let's not like tell us what you'd like about it no i'm just kidding okay um we appreciate you though thank you for being here and uh sticking with us through the nonsense that is the animated world at this point our animated world that'll do it for this episode we will catch you next time love that i love that intro and outro it's so it's crazy 
It's perfect. 